0: This is the I Don't Wanna Fit In podcast. I'm a nung of courageous creativity, a place where I help fellow misfits and black sheep create freedom on their own terms. This podcast is all about other stories of not staying in the box. Living lives that are out of the normal. Hey guys, I got Patricia with me who has had a roller coaster of a life with coming with her her job and traveling and everything else and so thank you Patricia for coming on so I would love to to give everyone kind of an overview of how your life has been up to this point of business jobs whatever you want to add (laughs) I
1: love it I love it I love it well thank you so much for having me here this is fun and I love 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 it because I am totally the black sheep of the family and I've never really um fitted in anywhere at all um so, um, I started, at, like I've actually always been interested in holistic therapies as a kid. I got books about feng shui, which is what I've ended up doing now. So my soul kind of knew what I was wanted to do, but it took me a long time to catch up with actually that and <laughs> truly find my place and find where I'm meant to be in the world. Um, but before that, um, and I really did kind of, um, my parents were entrepreneurs. So that also was one of these things where I kind of rebelled against that and decided I want to go to college. I'm going to go to university, I'm going to get a normal job. I'm going to study business studies, do marketing and just like fit in. Cause I felt like I, I wanted to like really rebel against them, um, mm-hmm. But honestly, the minute I started working in like proper jobs, nine to five, I knew it would just not, fit, it would just not work. First of all, I don't like being told what to do. Um, and second of all, like my second grade teacher on my um, report card said, uh, Patricia does not like being told what to do. So like it was written on the cards a very long time ago that I was going to be an entrepreneur, but I did rebel against that for a bit. Um, and literally every chance I took, I could tr- I would try and be like something different so everyone in my when my college in my university um they all went to America to go on like a work experience and I went to the Philippines <laughs> and worked in Manila for yeah. a completely different company than everyone else was so um I worked in kind of finance there and that really was interesting because I think that part of this journey is doing the stuff that you don't like to then figure out what you do like and that was um a job in accountancy because the, the bank that I had worked in a reception manager said you can always do well with an accounting degree blah, blah 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 like little did he know that I was like the crappest person at like accounts and bookkeeping and everything so when I ended up doing it I was like to, you know and it's also be careful where you, where you get your advice from <laughs> because I was like oh this guy is a great job blah 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 and I'm like yeah but like is it something that's going to make me feel happy um and they soon spotted in this when I was working in the Philippines like I was only just like 19 and that I was useless at all of that stuff like and they just got me doing like market research and developing reports and doing stuff that I kind of was interested in and I literally came back from that um, experience going that was a great work experience because I realized I don't want to do accountancy I'm going to go back and do marketing and I think that that was a you know in hindsight, that was a, a very wise decision for me because obviously accountancy depleted me, but also um marketing is something that get, got me kind of like interested and got me excited about using my creative side of me. Um so I studied, I went back and did an extra year and studied marketing and I loved it. And I thought that I would get like a job being a super creative, like you know, managing events and doing all the cool things, but um I, I ended up uh working for a company that was um doing <laughs> that was like a, a contract cleaning company um, and I really didn't get to do and make any decisions I was just like implementing stuff from this ma- Danish head office saying like this is the logo this is the brand like get it put on this van and um, advertising this it was just like so boring and then I had to do like cold calls as well which was like this is like, my worst nightmare um, and working on like- applied with the boss so um I then decided that I needed a change and left there and went and applied for a scholarship to work for a um to get a, a um a workplace and it abroad because I was always trying to travel. And I ended up working for a timber company in Japan doing business development. That was definitely more me because I'm a definitely, and I think this is also, you know, your um, other podcast is about like introverts. I'm an extreme extrovert. Like I have to be around people. So being in a cubicle was also something that really like depleted my energy a lot on my own, like being on my own. Um, and I've learned more and more about extroversion and being an extrovert. And what I need is not just people, but just different environments so when I worked in Japan um, for this company I got to meet all different people I was in completely different like culture it was it really fed my soul even though it wasn't kind of like my like this is what I dream of doing but it was amazing because and I think that's why I love travel so much because it really gives me so much energy and and um and just that like feeds me um, um with with creativity so that then ended up being going back to Ireland and working um, kind of going, what am I going to do now? I, that placement was for a certain length of time. Um, and my dad had just decided that he was going to come out of retirement. And I said, oh, I'll come help you. Um, so I came and helped him and worked for seven years running a bar restaurant and off license. Um, I... Loved it in the beginning because I was super passionate, but then really in the end, it became this job that was not for me. You know, I discovered that I was actually fulfilling my dad's mission and not mine and that was his vision and i was just doing it for him so um you know and it's it's really important to not be railroaded into doing it you know and the irony of that was at that time i was in my 20s i lived in a CV apartment over the business i had a small uh, like little blower bmw and all these designer clothes and lovely handbags and a great job and i was in the newspaper and i was like you know people knew me um But actually, every Friday, I would come home and cry on the couch, like absolutely so miserable. And I did not know what was wrong with me. My soul was just crying for something different. And um, it was really my mom who was the person who transformed this from me to to, from me to now being on my real soul path because she went to visit my sister in Australia. And everyone was like, oh, my God, like, you must be so sad, like. You know, even your daughter in Australia, I'm almost like, no, she's so happy. Like, how could I be sad? Like, so so, she's so happy. Um, And she walked in and she just saw me and she saw this. Like, I used to wear black every day. I'm literally here wearing like, you see my website. Everything is like pink and purple. I'm wearing pink socks. I've got a luminous pink jumper on. I've all color. Like, this is just me is bright and colorful. Um, and she just was like, oh my God, but Patricia's not happy at all. Um, and that was really just the start of it. And I just turned to her, I was like, yeah, I'm going to, you know, quit my job. I'm moving to India to become a yoga teacher. And honestly, I had only ever been to like one yoga class a week. Like it wasn't like I was just like dedicated yogi or anything. It was just like, <laughs> I'm going to yoga in India. So that was like this huge, everyone was like, you're what? And um, I threw everything out. I moved to India, became a yoga teacher. And I went for a month and I ended up staying for a year and a half. And that was really a time for just really going with the flow, trusting the flow of everything that it was all working out. And every person that I met had something to teach me or I had something to teach them and to learn from the interaction. Um, my um, it was just like this huge, big, space of just spiritual development and personal growth where I learned to you know not learned I like I opened up channels of being able to read oracle cards for people do healings trained in Reiki trained in crystals trained in sound healing and just like everything I just kind of followed this path of like doing all these different things and fed my soul so much I just loved it so much I was so happy um and then I went back to Ireland and um and was like okay what I'm gonna do now and I had like some Buddhist art that I sold like really I feel like my journey you were telling me about the different people you've had on this podcast and I'm like oh you know I sold Buddhist art um in Ireland I had exhibitions of Buddhist art and I was like you're selling what kind of art like it's really very like unique art I only ever sold one piece or two little tiny small pieces um And then from that, I was starting kind of like hustling, doing some yoga classes um, and I was bringing sound healing to Ireland. So I did gong baths. Um, And what I did from that was I built this really amazing business where I had a practice. that clients came to work with me doing my one to one work. I did sound healing gong baths. I saw lots of people coming to do um, group sessions for sound healing, which was amazing. Um, and I taught people how to become sound healers and my business grew. Like it was, you know, I started, it with 50 euros in Dublin and it grew and grew and it was amazing. And, you know, I, I met my husband, I, I started doing feng shui um, and that was, you know, i had already always been interested in feng shui. But when I met my husband, everyone was like, how did you do that? And I'm like, well, I did this stuff in my bedroom. I did all this feng shui stuff. And that's where, um, people started asking me more for that. Now, in all of this, you know, when I left the restaurant and left that business, I really wanted to travel more. I wanted to have more freedom, more fun. Um, but by the time I kind of built my business in Ireland, I was like, oh, my God, like I'm kind of stuck here. I've got my car. I've got the clients who come to see me in person. I've got like my singing bolts that are really heavy. I can't like carry them around that easily. You know, I'm, I'm driving to different places. And I was like, oh, my God, like I've got myself stuck again yeah. Even though I was doing what I loved, <laughs> you know, I, I ended up back in a place where I was like, oh, my God, I don't have the freedom of flexibility I want. So at that time, I had been following a really good friend of mine for many years who i had originally met in the Philippines like 20 odd years ago. And she had built an amazing online business. And I was like, oh, my God, I really want to do that. Like, I want to have the freedom and flexibility to do that. So that is what has kind of led me to here because we decided after we got married, I quit my business. Like I literally just <laughs> like stopped working with people, stopped everything and started doing some stuff online. And then we, did, we moved to Bali. Um, and when I got to Bali, I kind of at that stage built up a little bit of Facebook group um, and had, um, I had a community and people were interested in feng shui and I started doing lives and Facebook's about, Feng Shui and then I lodged my first course about Feng Shui um, and that was three and a half years ago we've lived between Bali, Slovenia, New York, LA, Ireland we're back in Ireland now for a bit um, and have traveled so much all over I've spoken in Australia I've just done so much since we started this, this business um, and in the three and a half years now we've had a couple of hundred people like hundreds of people join our program um, Feng Shui Mastery and really yeah we're pretty much location free which is amazing because i created it that way like obviously there's other sides to it but you know people are like now like oh my god you're amazing you get to like live where you want and go where you want i'm like yeah and i i'm such a huge fan like my facebook group is called the dream life and biz creators group um i'm going to be creating a podcast about that about like you know you have the power to create your own dreams in your own life to make it the way you want and um um we can stand in our own way you know I could have decided when I was here in Ireland with my business going like oh no there's no way I can leave I can't leave I can't give it up um but I knew that I wanted more travel I knew I wanted more freedom I knew that I wasn't quite doing exactly what I was meant to be doing but I loved it um and that just became a follow-on into this business so it's been you know a journey um And I'm all about kind of doing things a little bit differently and just trusting my gut and following the flow of things. And that's um, never led me astray, despite having, you know, to have weird looks from my family and friends at times going, you're doing what? Um, But once you get comfortable with that um, and know that it's like your soul's calling, because now we have like hundreds of clients who message me and tell me that their wins and their successes. And I'm like, well, if I hadn't stepped out of my comfort zone and, and stopped doing what I was doing, who would have helped change these people's lives? So, you know, we're all here. And I feel like that's one of the things we're all here for a real specific reason. We're all here for we have a purpose. And, you know, my 16, 15, 16 year old self knew that feng shui was going to be an important part of my life back then I didn't know until much later. And when I did start doing it, it really just all clicked into place. So, um, yeah, it's a powerful place to be.
0: Yeah. And, and a lot of people do not realize that it's going to take you time to grow into that yeah. good spot. And also it's going, that it's going to change even if it's a little bit here and there, like there's been a lot of times people come yeah. you did really, I have an apparel line, but I, I, yeah, i pushed it back a little bit so it's not so big because it kept me too grounded in where I am to actually do to go travel or do other things I'm like I I couldn't actually when I first created my podcast I couldn't do it at first because my apparel line took m- too much time almost every weekend I'd be at a pop-up shop or I'd be selling somewhere else and so all my weekends were gone yeah. so I couldn't see my friends I couldn't go on trips because a lot of times it's like like, oh, I have to be here, I have to do inventory, I have to do this. And so I was kind of like, nope, I'm, I make more of it yeah. online now. And I'm like, you're like, but you make so much money. I'm like, but I'm miserable. <laughs> and so you, you, it's yes. definitely a big thing is not, not letting people tell you just because you're successful in something doesn't mean you need to stick with it. Even if you do enjoy it. Sometimes you just need to, like, just slightly shift.
1: You totally do. And, and I think that that's one of the, that's a really important thing is to, is to give yourself permission to shift, you know, give yourself permission to shift and change.
0: Okay. So what is one, I guess, tip you have for manifest- manifesting some of this, figuring out how to find this great life?
1: Um, You know what, I think one of the big things is to look back, you know, I've kind of like hinted at one of them is like look back and see what you did as a kid, what really sparked joy as a kid um, for sure. Um, the second thing is what's really made me quite fascinated is like looking at your own, your personality types, like looking at, um, like doing your Myers-Briggs, look at your Kobe, look at, you know, are you like a quick start? You know, what are the things that bring you most joy? You know, um, is it when you're like talking to people? Is it when you're like sitting at home, like reading a book? I remember having one client who was, um, she used to be, um, she was like, she had a podcast and she was talking, teaching people about like financial fluency and helping them with like finances. But actually all she really wanted to do was write, like that's it. She wanted to write fantasy. And out of the absolute blue, once she really got clear what she wanted and kind of decided like, this is what I'd love to do, to, be sit, to sit at home and be paid to write fantasy, it would be like her dream and she messaged me she's like you'll never guess what but I've just got this job this out of the blue someone has messaged me and offered me this job to write teenage fantasy books um from home and I'm like, oh my god it's amazing and the thing is it's like what are the things you love doing like honestly this is one of the most important parts because for me I love speaking I love sharing my story I love um interviews, I love doing lives, you know, that is really what I love doing. That that really fills my cup. So getting really clear with that. But a lot of people kind of don't know how to figure out what they do like. So it's like write down what you don't like. Like start with a list of like I hate doing this, 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 this. Like I don't want to do this. I don't want to do this. Because oftentimes loads of the jobs that we've had, loads of the experiences we've had, they have already been preparing us for getting clarity with what we do want. And that's where the gold is, that there's no mistakes. There's no bad decisions that you've made. There's no jobs that were bad, that were not the good thing for you because each and every one of them was a gift. It was showing you, like, just like my trip to the Philippines. You know, it, it wasn't, it was a gift because it showed me like, oh my God, you definitely don't want to be an accountant. Like, if there's anything in the world that's going to like literally blow your brains out and be the most, the worst thing you possibly do is going to be that. So super important to realize that. Then like the next thing is then to start like really doing the work around releasing beliefs around permission to do that. You know, there's a lot of inner work that you can do and personal development work that you can do to, to, to clear that out. And that's the journey that I've been on for so many years is, you know, I was so surprised when I said to my mom, I'm going to move to India, become a yoga teacher. And she's like, yeah, great. And then other people were like, you're crazy. Why are you doing that? Like the people I expected to support me didn't and the people that I expected you to me to be against it like my mom and my family were like go for it because ultimately those people just want you to be happy so go back to like the worst like think about like if I quit my job and there's a great book that when I was on my first yoga retreat my sister it's called fuck it um f star star k it Um, And he says it, the the author says John Parker means is like, if you want to quit your job and if you hate your job, you want to quit your job and go traveling, fuck it, just do it. You know, And, and think about what's the worst case scenario of doing that. Like, you know, what's the worst case scenario? Like for me and my husband, like our literally worst case scenario is to come back to Ireland, live in our house like I you know my worst case I might have to waitress you know I love people you know <laughs> like uh, but I was still t- I could still teach yoga I could do you know so there's 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 like a lot of people think that the worst case scenario is a lot worse like that it could possibly be um and it's not gonna ever to be that bad like genuinely that we have all these skills and talents that we can use to really keep going and when you have like um a passion for something that feeds through. That's where, when I started out with my, say, coming back from India and that, like, I just had so much passion for what I was doing. So much, so much joy um, that that just fed into more people, telling more people about my work and, you know, wanting to show up, wanting to share um, made such a huge difference. So there's a lot of different things, but I would say, first of all, like releasing the blocks to like what it is that you want, deciding what it is you don't want. And that's going to give you a real clear picture of what it is you do want. Um, and then and then having some fun, you know, just testing things. Like, don't be afraid to do something. Like, if it doesn't work, there's no failure. It's just it's just actually feedback. So I have done things that I, like, I created an online course for so, help people find their soulmate because the Soulmate Attraction Formula, I spent a fortune on creating it because everyone's like, oh, I'm going to be my soulmate, I'm going to be a soulmate. But actually, when I look back on it, it was like a huge education in online in creating an online program it was you know it was great back then um but also I realized I don't want to be in a box I don't want to be talking just about singles like that is just I was a very happy single person so I wasn't able to connect with the miserable single people out there so it's okay to to make a mistake and be like okay I made a mistake it's not the end of the world I've changed my my what I'm doing now I'm moving to the next one and just give it a try you know you can't you can't um you can't if you keep trying
0: things. Sorry, I had to. I had to laugh on that last part. The miserable single people, because <laughs> there are a lot you know, of I people too. who are miserable being single. It's kind of like I. You have so much freedom. I loved it when I was single. I'm not saying I. I don't love being married and everything else, but it's like I had so much fun because I allowed myself to just be single.
1: I know, me too, me too. And that's where I just couldn't connect with them. And it's just like, I couldn't connect with the pain of my audience and the people. Um, and I was like, okay, well, I don't, and I didn't want to talk about that all the time. I had so many more other things I wanted to talk about. And now, like, believe it or not, I still have a lot of single clients who join my program because they know that my program works like and- I've had like amazing success stories with clients who have like, um you know, met met their soulmate, married their soulmate, got engaged. Like we've loads of weddings last year in our program and we've only been going for two and a half years, you know, three and a half years of that program program and we've had loads of people success stories with this love um and then you know obviously for me and a big one for me is with people is just like get your environment set up to support you so from a feng shui perspective for me i'm a big fan of like getting clear of what you want and then making sure your home is supporting you oftentimes our home can be blocking it from from unfolding and that's where um it's a there's a big yeah it makes a big difference with me with just like helping people get clear on what they want um is my favorite thing um because we don't really think too much about what we want you know we don't spend that much time thinking oh what what do i really want what do i really want what don't i want um and getting your space and environment prepared for that like preparing your space um so i do have like for example for your um for your office, if you wanted to, like you know, set up your office and change things around, you can. For your office, I have a guide there on my website. I also have loads of other guides in my program, in my um, and tips like to set your space up. But the and and create a vision board, you know, create a vision board.
0: Yeah, I do love getting the vision board. Like I, I love the big picture stuff. That's kind of just my personality. But yeah, definitely the idea yeah. of just changing a few things up. Of like, oh, I need to have less, like. I, for for a while there, I had I have clipboards on my wall, and those kind of go back and forth on art and everything else. So it's it's colorful and everything else, but for a while there, all I had on them were worksheets of, like, my bills. And so that was, like, very down. Every time I looked up, I'm like, bill, 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 bill. And now oh I have, gosh. like, yes. I have things on there of kind of, like, here are all my stuff about social media. And here's things for, like, saving, my like, savings goals to go on a trip to Japan or to... Um, the Philippines or back to Lost and Thailand or go back to Ireland. Like there's those I kind of put up and I put them kind of more centered to where I usually look. So I know I'm working towards something. It's a little more happy to look at too.
1: <laughs> yes. Oh my God. That's so true. It's so true. And like, honestly, put things on your vision board that feel so far-fetched. You just never... No, honestly, the universe delivers in very, very miraculous ways and follow those little instincts. You know, like, I don't know if I'd ever have thought I'd ever become a yoga teacher, like no way. But when that yoga teacher guy came into my class, into my, into our restaurant one day, I was like, when are your yoga classes starting? It was just like, oh, Tuesday. And I was like, okay, I'll be there. And I arrived, And that was it. I never missed another class. Um, and that was then led me into the path. So it's like, Trust those little nudges that you're getting, like you're always getting signs for like, what are the things that you're interested in? What are the things that are kind of giving you a little bit of excitement? That little bit like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Follow that. That's going to help you so much more. And no matter what anyone says, because I remember going to those yoga classes and at the time and my boyfriend at the time, like laughing me off going, haha, whatever. Like, what are you doing yoga? Whatever. And honestly, I just was like, I don't care what he says. This makes me feel good. It brings me joy. I'm going to keep doing it. Um, And it's, yeah, it's really kind of like, you know, don't, don't care about what the naysayers say.
0: Yeah. I guess kind of the thing is like, you need to have like a sense of like, this is about you and not about them. What they believe is never, that's their truth. That's not your truth.
1: No, exactly.
0: Yeah. And there's definitely kind of the, the idea of that, yes, you need to have your own positivity in life, but you have your own negativity or things you bad things you want to work around or work through. Doesn't mean you need to work through their crap too. <laughs> exactly, exactly, exactly. Yeah, I definitely remember when I um I, I do Ariel now and I love it. I do it as much as I can. I even have my own like setup at home. Like I saw it randomly on a news feature on like the morning news, and I was like, for some reason, I just was glued to the TV watching it, and, like, there I'm like, oh, I'm going to look up this place, I'm going to find it, I'm going to go into a class, and I have never, I haven't turned back. Yeah. And that was kind of one of those things, like, it's just those little things, and it's like, what made you look longer than normal, even if it's only for a couple extra seconds, or something that, like, you looked yeah. at, I'm like, oh, that sounds cool. Like, it doesn't need to be, like, yeah. people always think it needs to be, like, some big epiphany of, like, oh. <gasps> your life flash before your eyes and like your body just tingles and sometimes it it can just be something small like that
1: yeah exactly exactly and follow that
0: yes that's definitely kind of the thing all right so thank you for coming in this was definitely very interesting and entertaining i love the idea of like all the different things you tried because you weren't afraid to try
1: yeah exactly exactly no fear <laughs> thank you so much for this opportunity if anyone wants to know about like setting up their space for feng shui you can come and join me at tritialowen.com loads of tips and you know and i my, my facebook group dream life and this creators group is all about creating your dream life and really um figuring out what that is first and then helping you kind of step into it by creating the environment that supports
0: it so um, i'll be delighted to have you there Thanks for listening. Check out CourageousCreativity.co to get all the info on our guests, download any freebies, or to check out my other podcasts.